Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me today and giving me the activities of my limbs. Not to say my limbs are working right, but it's doing what it's going to do, and I'm grateful for that. And I also want to thank my loyal listeners, and I apologize for waiting to the last minute to get this show out, which I always do and say I'm going to do better. They say when you know better, you're going to do better, but uh, it's just been a whole lot going on. So as I am getting ready for this show, I am also getting ready while I'm on this show. I'm also texting people and sending them the information out at the same time. So please bear with me as we do this, or as I put this out here. Now, I want to say today's topic was pretty much given to me by an individual, and when she called me about this topic, I found it to be quite interesting, and I told her, you know what, I'll talk about it. And part of it is that this is a show that has been discussed before when it comes to single parenting, because being a single parent means different things to different people. I myself, I was a single parent for many years, and it was interesting because my husband, my first husband, had apologized to me for being a single parent. And it wasn't like I thought it was a really big deal because sometimes we do things based on generation after generation after generation and not even being aware of that because I was also raised by a single parent. And I remember there were times that my grandparents were also, or my grandmothers was also single parents. Now, that doesn't mean that single parenting is only just females because many individuals have seen it where there are just mothers with single parents, but I also know there are some good men out there who have also been single parents, and they took on raising their children for whatever the reason may be. It could be a lot of different things. Now, again, being a single parent comes with a share of challenges. One could become a single parent by choice. Others can become a single parent by situation or circumstances, and we're going to be talking about that. Now, my question to you is, how are you dealing with being a single parent, whether you are a single male or female? It has been said, and I've heard Dr. Field say it quite often, that a child needs at least one stable parent. So today we're going to be talking about the benefits as well as the challenges of being a single parent. And I want to hear your thoughts. So if you want to add to the show, you want to share something, you want to talk about your experience, give me a call at 516-387-1914. So let me log on the first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ending in one zero. Good afternoon, Jeanette. It's Gilbert. How are you doing, Mr. Gilbert? <laughs> you know what? You guys got it. I have been dealing with so much pain and just, ugh, till I waited to the last minute. You know, I still haven't put all the information out on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook Live, so I ain't going to make no big deal out of it. I'll send the information out later. Those that want to hear will hear. Those that want to share will share. But it was the information was brought to my attention about single parenting, and I said, you know what? I need to talk about this, and I need to bring this to people's attention again because a lot of individuals are not aware of what it's like being a single parent, talking about whether people are co-parenting, whether individuals are parallel parenting, but learning how to be civil with one another is very important. So, Gilbert, I have a question for you. Were you raised by a single parent? I am a single parent. Okay. So tell me what it's like for you to be a single parent, especially being a male single parent. It's um, tough because um, I don't get to see my kids every day, and they want to. I know they want to be with me more because they ask all the time, and it's like I got to deal with the other partner. Uh huh. So it's not now, like how it was when we were together. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I can't just do what. I wish it was like that. I could do what I want, like pick them up when I want and stuff like that. But 
It doesn't work that way no more. Mm-hmm. What do you mean it doesn't work like that anymore? What do you mean by that? Like, I know they're both mine and her children and stuff like that, but I just can't go and pick them up whenever I want to. Like, there's, I want to say boundaries, but there's stuff I got to follow now and stuff she has to follow now because the court stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Everyone's situation is different, you know what I mean? I'm hearing some sadness as you're talking about this, and I know that this is new for you. And like I said, a person can become a single parent by choice, meaning that they can adopt a child and become a single single parent. An individual could be married, and they can become a single parent by either being in a toxic relationship, a divorce, a separation, someone becoming incarcerated, mental health issues can play a part. So there's a lot of ways people can become a single parent. Now, but when we're talking about these things, and, I mean, we still have, well, I want to say, they say that teen pregnancy is on the low, meaning it's not as high as it used to be. Because at one point, I remember when I was a teenager growing up, especially in the 80s, many of my friends, we were single parents, and it wasn't really by choice. It was just we had children by men that maybe was not ready to be fathers, that doesn't mean that we were also ready to be mothers. And there was no resources out there for us. There was no information or people to help to guide us, to teach us about parenting, co-parenting, parallel parenting. So all of these different terms are new. But it was one of those cycles that we saw people going through, and we kind of thought it was normal. We really thought it was normal. So we looked at individuals that grew up in a two-parent home as being we looked at people that grew up in a two-family home as being lucky, as being blessed, because they had both parents, but that doesn't mean that their home was okay either, because sometimes you could be in a two-parent home but still have issues as if you were dealing with a single-parent home. Now, let's talk about some of the challenges, because sometimes people think that with single parenting, one of the biggest challenges is finances, that the individuals or the household may be struggling financially. What is your take on that? Do you think that finances play a big part of uh, one of the challenges that individuals go through? Single parents. Mm-hmm. Gilbert? Um, sometimes because, yeah, um, so, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yeah, sometimes it could Mm-hmm. So how did the finances become a problem? Is it because that where you went from a two-income household, now you're down to a one-income household, and then sometimes parents fight over child support or spousal support or, you know, there's always some type of conflict Texas. in most cases. Yeah, um, like my well, situation. What about, what about the family? What about the families that have the financial means to raise a child and they don't depend on finances from the other person? What about the emotional support that the child may be wanting and needing and thriving? And what about that? All that plays a factor. <laughs> I don't even have an answer for all. Yeah, it's right there. Okay, what did you say, Gilbert? I said all that plays a factor. You said all of that plays a factor? Okay, so how does it play yeah, a factor like, in your relationship? My relationship with financial? Well, when like uh-huh. I asked her to leave when I asked her to leave and stuff, I got I didn't get stuck with the apartment. I kept the apartment and stuff like that and I had to work another job uh-huh. here and there and then but I still made time for my kids and still went out with them and did fun activities with them and found a working schedule that fit with them, even though I only got them two days. And then mm-hmm. it's hard. So it's, right now, it's hard. It's hard. what you're telling me right now is you only have your children two days a week. Is that how often you see your children yeah. right now? Yeah, okay. Now, being a single dad, is that something, what are some of the things, what are some of the benefits that you see as far as being a single dad? Because I'm still waiting on 
this young lady that wanted me to do this show to call in. So what are some of the benefits that you that you experience of being a single dad? I actually um they they see me more as a I want to say like a better dad or like cuz I've always been a good dad. I mean, to my that's what I think, but like I, I don't have no interruptions uh-huh. by her anymore like before like we'll be in the living room like watching TV or playing a game having fun and she'll just come in here and kill the mood and like just <laughs> kill the whole vibe, you know? But now it's like we could run around yelling, laughing, and we don't even got to hear her saying, like, calm down and stuff, you know, to be honest. Like, uh-huh. and, like they see, but, like, I never really got upset like that, like, angry in front of them and stuff like that because I learned to avoid her uh-huh. and just let her yell and talk, whatever, so. But uh-huh. now we have no interruptions. They see uh-huh. me as a dad, like a better dad now, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things is when you said that they see you as a better dad, sometimes they develop a different relationship with the parents after the breakup because the one thing that the kids want is just some stability. And when we talk about the stability, we wanna, we, they want to make sure that at least they have one parent that they can depend on. Now, we have another caller calling in, and I'm getting text messages and all this all at the same time. So let me log on this next caller. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicament. Number ending in five five. It's Janelle. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi. I'm well. Hi. 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 I was. I was raised by a beautiful single parent, mother. And what was that experience like for you? Did you feel that you missed out on something that you may have wanted, that you felt that your friends had, or was it something that you feel that you had that you didn't have? So I grew grew up with this grand appreciation for this woman, this older woman, because my mom had me later in age. Um, I grew up with admiring the strength of a woman to get her education. I watched my mother become a hospice nurse, a registered nurse, and um, later in age and and, and work uh, two jobs and and provide. She's the mother of five, and me and my twin brother are the last two. But I Mm -hmm. also then grew up with... um, because she had so much on her plate, there was only so much she could uh-huh. give to me. Um, I grew up kind of feeling like a burden. Um, I, and, and, it, and it has crossed over into my today. Um, the less my mom had to worry or not work, I didn't want her to worry. I didn't want her to need to have to do more than what she needed, like paying the bills and stuff. So I I would go without, um, mind you, then there's two of us, there's twins, so I'm a the same time I'm a senior, my brother's a senior too. So there's there's school pictures, there's there's prom, there's there's all this stuff. Uh, uh, gra- going to um, senior when you um, graduate, the trip you go to, uh-huh. um, uh, all, all these things that my mom had to do two of. And Correct. there's times where I witnessed my mother break down um, from being tired. Because uh, my mom had uh-huh. also ailments, diabetes. She had weight on her. Um, mind you, she was working all day. She worked all her life um, and providing for these kids. So I, I, I wanted to relieve, relieve, relieve her of that. And I became, I felt a burden. Um, uh-huh. So I, uh, I went without a lot of things. I, I would say, uh-huh. no, mommy, I don't need it. No, mommy, I don't want it. Uh, no, mommy, I'll get right. it myself. Um, well, and that, that was, was that was that probably the negative effect. That was probably the negative effect for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was that was that's, that's, that's you watched it, her. Correct. You watched her, and you didn't want to be a burden, which was interesting. Because like I said, with myself, I kind of, I thought it was normal. I, I, I really thought it was normal. And I remember I found a letter that my mother, an email that my mother had sent me, and we had this, this exchange of words. And she told me that the reason why she was the way she was with me because she knew that my kid's father wasn't going to be there. So she was always there. Mm-hmm. So it was like this generational thing. 
So I did what I had to do, but I didn't realize the benefits of it until teacher told me one day, God, this was recently. I found a letter. I guess she had an assignment that she had to do in college. And she wrote this, this thing. And she was talking about me being a single parent, working a job, going to school, and all that I did. Mm-hmm. I never paid no attention because I just did what I had to do. Let me log on this call. This looks like my Susan. Hi, this is Jeanette. Number ended in 3 1. How are you doing? Hello. Oh, I'm I'm doing well. I'm in my talk. You talking to someone else? You don't know your number ended in three one. <laughs> you yeah, know what I said three one. I said last two numbers ended in three one. So now you also was a single parent and you raised your children as a single dad. What made you think, well, instead of trying to raise it in a two-family household to be a single parent, a single parent, what was that like for you? Because technically you were the first, well, no, Kelly's Kelly's father, my friend down the street, was the first single dad that I had ever, ever seen in my life. I had never seen a man raise a child until I was in my, you know, as a kid growing up, going down the street. And then you was the second. What was it like for you being a single parent as a father? Well, I had so many goals that I was trying to achieve, so many things that was wrong in my life that I was trying to correct. So I was just basically focused on trying to do the best job that I could do and do it from my heart. So I would have no regret, no regret. You know, now I look back and I see a lot of things that I missed out on, but I can always say I did I did everything from my heart with the best of intentions, even the things uh-huh. that I didn't do now. Uh-huh. I would have, if I had to, to do it over again, I would change. So if you had to do it over, you would change. Now, like I said, some people become a single parent by choice. Like I said, some people can adopt. Some people can go do certain ways of becoming a parent because they may feel that like they're longer to be a parent. Some individuals, it can happen because of a divorce. It can happen because of a toxic relationship. It can happen because of a breakup. Some people have had one-night stands and got pregnant to where they may not even, the other person may not even know that the child even exists. So it could be a combination of a lot of things that can result in a person being a single parent. So for you to say if you could do it all over again, what do you mean by that? Because I watched you on your journey. Oh, like um, I didn't emphasize enough on building a relationship with God or whatnot that if I was to do it all over again, now I, I see lots of things that I could have implemented in there growing up that I didn't do, that I had mm-hmm. the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I want to say this, a lot of times with single parents, people think that you see anger, people think you see frustration, people see disappointment, they see a lot of different things, and some individuals overcompensate. So what happens when they're overcompensating, they're trying to invest in their children and give their children some of the things that they didn't have, and sometimes they may, you know, reach that reward later, sometimes they may still be dealing with disappointment. Like people know my son get on my nerves, but <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean to fail. But the thing is, there's different rewards, there's different benefits, there's different things that occur with actually, like I said, being a single parent. Now, but what got me, and like I said, teen pregnancy is lower, so it's not as bad as it used to be back in the day. So we don't see a lot of teenagers walking around just saying, "Oh, I just want to have a baby," or "I want to be a mother," or. You know, things of that nature. So that has gotten a lot better. Now, when I'm, I'm looking at something and it talks about, again, single parent is a person who lives with a child or children who does not have a spouse or live-in partner. Now, my mother had live-in partners. And I think the only live-in is probably this two still alive. But Clifford was one of them, Clifford Graham. And I appreciated Clifford Graham just like I appreciated Mr. Hollyfield. And I appreciated Fitch because they played a role in my life growing up and helping my mother raise three girls. 
And I know raising three girls was not easy because my mother was focused to work. But she did the best she could with what she knew and what she had. So we never really went without or had to do without. I never knew what it was like to experience missing a meal or not having a roof over our head. Or You know, I had a person ask me one time, Jeanette, have you ever had your lights cut off? No, we, I ain't never lived like that. Now, I know now as an adult, you better not give me no doggone pork and beans and weenies because I can't stay in that. And I ain't eating no salmon, no Vienna sausages. But those are some of the things that sometimes they experience hardship. But sometimes with that hardship, it can help you to develop to be a better person to want some things for, them, for yourself. This is my laugh out loud, Giselle. That is so true. I ain't eating that stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what cup of noodles taste like. When cup of noodles first came out in the, what, 70s, 80s, I eat no face man food. It is not that serious. So, but those were some of the things that parents were feeding their children because they were probably on a, either a fixed income or a single household income. So, Dee, how was that for you financially? Did you, did you go through a lot of ups and downs financially? Because I know how when you were trying to be child support and all this other mess, you know, as a father. You know, my, kids, my, kids, my kids used to beg me to let them trade some of their food to get noodles because I didn't buy junk like that. And they'd go to my mom's house and they'd see the noodles in the bayou. Well, I had my noodles for my dogs, but, but most mm-hmm. of the time, noodles and stuff like that, I didn't buy. They eat food or regular food or whatnot. And so, yeah, they don't know what growing up with hard times would be. Correct. Correct. The only time my life got cut off, I was working at night, and I thought I paid the bill, and instead of hitting sin, I hit save and came home one day, and my lights were off. (laughs) But they were back on the same day, though. But. Yeah. But, you know, they don't know that's about a hard time to win I never had that experience. And you know what, Dee? And I thank you, too, because when you met me, my kids were little. I think Reggie was, the teacher was, what, two? So Reggie yep. was, what, four? When you met yep. me? And you that's played correct. a role. Yeah, you played a role in my kids' life with preschool and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, so you definitely played a role in the upbringing of my children, even when I was preparing to go to school and, you know, and all of that. And I appreciate you for that. I, I really do. I, I, I haven't told you that. I appreciate you being there for my kids and allowing me the ability, you know, when I was married to you to be able to pursue an education because I had made a promise to myself. I said, when teachers go to preschool, I'm going back to school. And that's exactly what I did. And I just continued to follow through. Now, most men, you will see that the mother may give their boys to the father. But you raised girls first. You were dealing with girls. And I remember when, um, God, what was the, the gospel singer? Da, 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 I can't even think of his name right now. But when his wife died, he was sharing how going to the store, having to buy um, feminine hygiene products and all of this stuff. He wasn't used to that. He became uh, a single dad due to the death of his wife. And that was hard for him. And I was asking the question earlier, what stage do you think is the most challenging for a single parent? Is it when the child is first born? Is it when they're going through their toddler, the toddler, the terrible two? Is it when they're in? Elementary school is a teenager's or is it young adult? Because kids, the age of development of a child changes. This is true. I think the teenage, I think the teenage stage of life is more challenging for kids with a with a single parent because working and being a single parent, you don't have enough time to really analyze and focus on what's going on with their life. So if they don't shoot up a flag or ask for help or something, something like that, you might not know that it mm-hmm. goes under the radar. And I think mm-hmm. as teenagers, that's what we really got to put forth the knowledge and effort of trying to educate them right to better prepare them for life. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? And that is true because there's a lot of things, like I used to always say, can't give what you don't have, you can't teach what you don't know. And some parents try to do the best that they can. And one of the things that being a single parent is, when I talked about the challenges, is your stressors. Acknowledge your stressors. That is one of the things that happens is sometimes parents are under a lot of stress, whether it's financial stress, whether it's relational stress, whether it's because they work their job, they're, you know, overcommitted. It could be a lot of different things. Somebody said, Anisha Davis said teenage years, teenage is the worst. Now, you know, Ms. Davis, if you want to call in and share, you can call in on the show. Give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear you guys' thoughts. Now, as a licensed therapist, I get a lot of calls from parents, especially with COVID. Being a single parent and dealing with COVID was, was, a, was really a challenge for a lot of individuals. How did you deal with homeschooling? Writers come in here sometimes with this homework. I've been looking at stuff like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know. What, you know, so some of these things can also be a challenge when you don't have nobody to help you. Now, I've been here trying to help Tisha. As a matter of fact, when 1 o'clock hit, i got to be off the air at 1 o'clock because i got to head straight to this school to go pick this young man up from school because these are some of the things that single parents struggle with. You know, the education of the child, the, the medical attention of the child, the emotional stability of the child, it's just so much. And when you're trying to do it yourself, when they say it takes a village to raise a child, that is true. But I had to tell my daughter, I think I'm going to pick for you a nanny because I quit. <laughs> I'm just tired of not going. I can't do all this. Shoot, a couple of mornings of having to get up and leave the house at 645, and then wait me. I said, oh, no. I, I, uh-uh. What, wait a minute. What did Roberto Duran say? Um, when he had this little white flag, I give. I, I, I give. I can't. I can't do this. So when we talk about surviving this, I want to share some information that they talk about. And it says, to reduce your stress in single-parent families, show your love. Sometimes we got so much going on. We forget to tell our kids we love them. We forget to give our kids or show our kids some affection. We forget to do certain things because we think they already know. My mother thought being a single parent to show your love means you got food in the house, clean clothes to wear, roof over your head, that's my love. But sometimes you need to show them and let them know that they are loved and that they are, you appreciate them. And remember to praise your child when they're doing good. Just let them know, I'm proud of, of what you're doing. Because if a child feel ignored, a child will go out and do things in the street because they're not getting that love and attention at home. And that's one of the things that teachers, predators, um, the police, they look for. Oh, he comes from a single-parent home, or his dad is absent, or his mother is this, or his mother is that. I'm going to ask you, Gilbert, what is your take on that when a child is not shown love in a home by a single parent? How that could affect them. That was a major concern uh-huh. for me because, like I said, a lot of times being a single parent, you focus on getting to work, getting the food on the table, doing all these things and making sure, like you said, the roof over your head, food in the cabinet and all this good stuff. So I try, uh-huh. I try to make myself remember and tell my kids that I love them, especially on the weekends I'll go get my son to and have everybody under one roof power. Tell them I love them. I usually just go to the park together and and do things. Just as a family unit, trying to build that bond. But I think that's one major neglect of single parenting is letting your kids know or telling your kids I love you. Correct. You know what? How, how great an impact that can make on your child's life, especially if they're having a bad day, just hear you say the words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Gilbert, what about you? Showing your love. Remember to praise your child. Did you have that in your home growing up? No. Okay. Do you try to show that to your children now? Of course, yeah, all the time. Okay. Hugs, kisses, you know, tell I love them, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, I can't wait to see you again, um, behave, you know, I do fun things with them, because if not, then they're going to go find it somewhere else, mm-hmm. like the streets, you know, Correct. like I did. When my first... mm-hmm. 
Now, we have another call, no. call, caller called in. Giselle said that is very important. You're right, Giselle, that is very important because when a child feels that they're not loved, they will become self-destructive. Now, we have a caller calling in, and number in and in four seven. What would you like to add to the show as we're talking about single parenting? And just to give some tips, because I'm going to give some more and share some more information with the parents or with individuals on the air. But what would you like to add to the show? Number in and in four seven. Okay. No, I know. And um, you know, and the thing is, sometimes people call in to listen, and some individuals call in to share, and that's fine. And I didn't even put all the information out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I really didn't. I'm going to put it out after the show. So when we start talking about that, like I said, you want to show the child love. Remember to praise your child when they do something right. Also, create a routine. In a life. You want to make sure that you have some type of structure because that teaches them things such as a regular schedule, meal time, bedtime. It helps your child know what to expect. Me and my grandson, we don't my mommy don't do what well, my mommy, I have to tell him I'm your mommy's mommy. I'm the boss of her too. So <laughs> because otherwise he will throw that up in my face in a heartbeat. But you've got to show structure, and you've got to be consistent. Structure doesn't mean breaking your kids down. It doesn't mean reminding of your daddy not here, or you look like your daddy, or you act like your mama. or You you don't want to do that because it's not the child's fault. So you don't want the child to feel like they're the blame of a person becoming a single Parent. And we can talk about some of the ways to prevent that because, you know, I've heard people say that they broke down, they cried, they, they go to the room. I mean, there was many times I've seen my mother down and cry. To this day, even when I see Gladys Knight in person, I'll be like, you know I don't like your song, leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. Because that song got on my last nerve with my mama rocking in the chair, crying, listening to that song, you know, and because my father had left. So another thing, like I said, create a routine. Gene, how would you create a routine and structure for your children? Because you were strict. My kids thought you were so strict. I was strict because I was raised by my grandparents, the old-fashioned um, instincts and rules. So I figured that if mm-hmm. you can discipline them at a young age, that when they get older and get more freedom, they'll be more informed on how to deal with where if you've been lack been had more freedom all the way growing up, you don't you don't uh, cherish it as much and you grow up doing uh-huh. stuff to lose your freedom. Uh-huh. And you know, and that's another way of looking at it because we have a call passive, passive aggressive, authoritarian, authoritative. Oh Reginald Jupiter is watching. Hey Reggie to bring you on the Facebook. Let me see if I can bring him in. Make him have to look at me. He probably ain't gonna come on because he's gonna be like, I'm at work. Okay, I put the thing to push him in and bring him on camera because I want to know what it's like to either be an parent. Now, not only um, like I said, structure. Gilbert, do you create structure with your children now? Meaning like make sure that you have structure. Or do you create mm. structure for your children? I don't know what you, what you mean by and that. Structure varies from person to person. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to huh? say this to help you guys out with this. With structure, with co-parenting, being on the same page. When people co-parent, oh, wow. co-parenting, doing what's in the best interest of the child, you can't tell another person what to do in their home if the child is still communicating with both parents, but you don't want to cause more conflict and turmoil and have the child choose between parents. Because or oh, yeah, like not to bad now. Not, not to talk bad about the other parent and stuff like that. And Correct. Correct. Is that what you mean? You don't want to do that. Structure means yeah. if your bedtime is 8 o'clock, your bedtime should be 8 o'clock unless it's like a holiday, a weekend. So the people should be able to communicate with one another to make sure that both are creating some structure. 
unless, like I said, if you're a single parent, you still create that structure. Also, find quality child care. That's where I messed up at. Lord, I gave my kids the worst babysitter in the world. I love her to death. May she rest in peace. But, uh, D, you know Miss Gladys. <laughs> we had all those kids at Miss Gladys. Miss Gladys was a cold piece of work, a cold piece of work. But by that same token, Miss Gladys's heart was pure. But Miss Gladys didn't even show out his babysitter. Teacher told me she was probably six years old. She said, I will watch myself before I come back over to she knew all the soap operas. She was tired of the smoke. She was tired of Miss Gladys eating their food. She was tired of that. And I had to respect that. But you have to find quality child care. And my thing was at the time, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. So I did the best I could. But I was paying my babysitter a gallon of of the, a gallon of um, 67 and a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> that was my babysitting bill. So she had all the kids in the neighborhood. If someone would have told me that Tisha wasn't related to Miss Gladys, I wouldn't believe. <laughs> Tisha picked up all There's the no bad way. habits. She was? Uh, there's no way I would wouldn't would believe that she wasn't kin to her. Heck, she started to even walk like her. If somebody said no, she was not a good babysitter. Uh oh, this person must know her too. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Like I said, Miss Gladys had a big heart, and she was the only person there. And being a single parent, and me and my friends, we had nobody else to watch our kids, so we all took them over to her house and boy, them kids mad as heck. Even her own grandkids was mad about that being over there. So another thing is, if you are a single parent, that memory. Meaning, don't make your children make you feel guilty because of the situation that you're in as far as being a single parent. So don't carry that guilt. A lot of times people beat themselves up because they may feel abandoned. They may feel like the other person has moved on with their life. They may feel a whole lot of different feelings and emotions that they may have, you know, that may be going on. But don't, don't do that to yourself. Because just because you are a single parent, it doesn't mean that you will not meet someone that may come along in your life to help you with your children and your situation. Because like I said, even as a single parent, I've had other people pour into my children's life, even in their adulthood. And I mean, I give credit what credit is due. And many of them have been in their lives for years. Um, another thing is, she said there's, um, a human saying there's a lot of background noise, so I don't know who got the background noise, but if you got background noise, please mute it. Yes, it's messing with the sound of, of the show. Another thing is, being a single parent, and I haven't gotten into the dating aspect of it, but you've got to know how to take care of yourself. That is very important that you learn how to take care of yourself, you learn how to not leave. Let me see something right quick because I hear I hear it too, Gilbert. Um, when I say lean on others, it doesn't mean that you have to depend on others for a co-parent. I mean, a co-dependent relationship. It just means that you can, you have to know how to ask for help. No one is time to get your child some mental health counseling. No one is time for you to go reach out and get some counseling. No one is time to say, you know what, I'm not going to keep punishing this child as well as punishing myself, but learning how to accept the help or assistance from another. A lot of times people get upset because they don't want, they don't want people in their business and they don't want to share their children. Now, that is huge because I know with my mother, my mother didn't want to share it. She did not want to share us with nobody. So I'm depends who it is. What do you mean? Depends on who it is. What do you mean? Like if it's her, if it's her new man and stuff like that. Like I, I wouldn't be cool to like him trying to tell me some like some advice and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just don't feel that. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. But like if it's like. Her mom or my mom, I still wouldn't accept that advice because look, look how you raised me. You apparently didn't do it right. You know what I mean? But. Had you. 
But this is the thing, though, Gilbert. Just because you may feel that they didn't raise you right doesn't mean that they haven't learned some things. Now, the thing with dating, and like I said, I didn't touch on dating because I'm, I'm totally guilty of that because, like I said, my mother had people in and out of our lives. I didn't know the rules in regards to that, so I've done that. I've married. I've done a lot of different things. But you don't want to bring people into your children's life if you know that you're not in a relationship, you don't see a relationship, because it confuses the children. So you if you're listening to this, Jessica. <laughs> it confuses Shit, the children when you bring people in out of their lives. And especially if you bring in people in and out of their lives, that means you know good. That's not and just because, and just And just because the person you're dating brings their kids around you, don't mean you got to bring your kids around them either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's just me. Unless you're dating with a purpose. Because kids can uh, At least confused. dating like a year or two before you do all that, not like the first week, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just me. Well, the thing is this. I'm not going to put no timeline on how soon another person should start dating, but I will say you just have to be mindful of some of the things that you're doing because that's how kids wind up molested. That's how kids wind up being a target mm-hmm. of the out in a dangerous situation, because I know my mother did that. My mother, there were some things that were good, there were some things that was not so good, because some of the men that she dated weren't all that good, and they could be dangerous, and she put us in dangerous situations, and especially me being the oldest child, I was always the protector. So you yep. just got to be mindful of those things, and sometimes people think, well, what about me? I should be able to date. I should be able to be loved. I should be... And nobody is stopping a single parent from doing that. It doesn't mean you have to put your life on hold, but you just got to be mindful in regards to some of the decisions that you make because you're not making the decisions based on you. You're making the decision based on you and your children. Now, I'm looking at... And then the main thing, the children are watching. Oh, yeah, they're watching. My daughter throws it up in my face uh, quite often. She brings up stuff that I didn't realize that I did. She brings it up, well, mom, you... I used to be like, oh. <laughs> it's not like she hurt my feelings and I'm, I'm not sensitive, but there were some things that I just didn't really pay attention to at the time because I thought it was normal behavior, but she was just straight out letting me know when she was a kid. Like I said, anytime a six-year-old tells you she ain't going back to the babysitter house, I'll watch myself. Or, you know, she, I, I'll never forget one time um, – it was something we was going, we was doing something for Easter, and I wanted to go over to my male friend's house, and she was crying. And she was like, I want an Easter basket. I'm still a kid. I'm th- I wasn't even thinking about that. So she brought a lot of things to my attention, and I watched how she raised my grandson. So I think she tries to do a lot of things where she may have felt that I didn't do right or didn't do by her standards as a parent. I see where she tried to do things a little different. And one of them is having more patience. I lacked in the patience area when it came to being a single parent. Now, I'm looking at an article, and it's coming from the Mayo Clinic, and it says Children's Health, Single Parent Tips for Raising a Child Alone. Raising a child on your own can be stressful. If you're a single parent, you've got to understand how to cope with the pressure, find support, and nurture your child. Now, it indicates that if you're raising a child on your own, you're in good company, single-parent families are more common than what they were before. But know how to manage some of the special challenges single parents experience and what you can do to raise happy, healthy children. Now, that doesn't mean, like I said, if they're not happy, don't blame yourself. If they throw things up in your face, don't let them punish you. But common single-parent challenges mean child-rearing can be difficult under any circumstances without a partner. But the stakes are higher when you, as a single parent, you might have the sole responsibility. Hey, Vincent, I see you on there. You know you can call in, but you did some single parenting yourself as a man. So, Vincent, give me a call before I call you at 516-387-1914. I don't know if you're at work, but um, we were supposed to, you were supposed to invite me to the baby shower and do all of that stuff. Now I see that she had a little boy. So congratulations on being a grandpa. So give me a call. So, again, common single parent challenges. 
Now, when we start talking about it is if being a single parent can result in added pressure, stress, and fatigue because you need to tap out. You need a break. You need a timeout. And or you could be distracted to be emotionally supportive or consistently discipline your child. Behavior problems can also arise. So sometimes these are some of the things. So we talked about some of the things about show your love, create a routine, find quality child care, set limits, don't feel guilty, take care of yourself, lean on others. Another one is stay positive. Sometimes there's nothing worse than holding on to baggage, being angry, being bitter, and your child is witnessing that. Because then when they start engaging in relationships, they'll project that same energy that they experience as a child. So staying positive is very important. Um, I want to touch on this a little bit. I know we have like 13 minutes left on the show. And, again, if you want to call in, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Now, Giselle, I have this. You know what, Giselle, I apologize because I realize I've been calling you the wrong name. It has not been on purpose. But it is Janelle is what I've been told, and I always call you Giselle. I want to give you some Z's in your name so bad. But I want to talk about male and female role models because sometimes that is important for a child to have if they're in a single-parent home. But you also want to be mindful because people need to be live in, make sure you don't have your child around no sexual predators and coaches and all of that stuff. But role models play a role. So, Janelle, did you have any positive role models growing up as a child? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a nice question. Um, so my mother decided to stay single throughout my life. I believe she did date. I did, you know, because I was a nosy kid and snooped to her stuff. And so I would see things that indicated that she had male friends, but she never brought anybody, and there wasn't nobody permanent. So she took that road. But did I have male, examples of male, male males? I had several examples. Um, my mother and my older sister, they were pretty much best friends, um, and uh, and they were both single mothers. But um, we, they had a, a bunch of friends, of you know, in Oceanside, there's a military base. There was a lot of military friends that we had. Um, my sister married a man in the military, and then then there was a other few. Now, my godmother, who you met, um, that I brought over New Year's Eve to the house, uh, who is on the mm-hmm. line, who Miss Davis is, uh, my godmother oh, okay. and her husband, right, my godmother and her husband, her husband also is military, um, and they were all a part of that crew. Her husband is my godfather. So he, him and these other men, were examples for me. Uh, my godfather, who I adore, is my is my example. And then these other men. I had, I wouldn't say, I had a good, um, I wouldn't, I hate to say that my godmother's listening, but I believe she would agree. I haven't had the best, even though I had men in place of not having a father, I have had mm-hmm. men, one of those men, one of those men live in this house right now, I'm downstairs, he's here. He's another military friend that's been that's a man example of what a man he shows what a man should look like does this man is a good man. I have had poor examples of men as far as how they treat their wives. My older sister's husband was a cheetah. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it about my godfather too, but him too. And um mm-hmm. I have not had the best, the best positive role models as men. Another thing I want to say about being a single my mother being a single mother and then not having a father, uh, Im- the right image. I do not know how to respect a man. I do not know how to talk to a man. I do not know how to respect a man. So all the women in my family wear the pants, so I don't even know how to let the man wear the pants. I don't know how to shut my mouth. Uh, it's my way or no way, um, because that's the that's that's the example I had of single mothers that either had a husband, you either was a single. They either had a husband mm-hmm. who still was wearing the pants and doing everything, or it was um, a, a man that you know didn't treat the the cheating. So the, the respect was lost there too. So the, the, the respect gotcha. coming out of my mother's mouth 
It's coming out of my sister's mouth, and my sister's actually, it's all negative. (laughs) What you're saying is making a lot of sense because I grew up in a female predominant house where my mother, even, I'll never forget when she was dating Mr. Hollyfield. Mr. Hollyfield was the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. I used to think he was a jolly green giant. This man was like <laughs> six, five, three hundred pounds. My mother would even make him not even use the bathroom in the house. She wouldn't even let him poop in the house because she felt he was too big to poop in the house, you know. <laughs> but she would break him down verbally, physically, fight, shoot, that. It was horrible. It was horrible. Now, with my father's mother, I never saw her with a man. I've never seen her with a man. But she had seven kids, so she had she wasn't a virgin. But she, I've never seen her with a man. And my auntie said to me, you know, she had men probably before I was born. Now, my mother's mother, I remember a few of her men, but I will never forget the image of coming home from school and she had a man tied up, handcuffed, blindfolded, and was beating him because he didn't wash dishes. So I grew up not, and I'm glad people told me, you need to learn how to let a man be a man. You had to learn how, I need to learn. I didn't know how either, Janelle. But the thing was, I had to sit back and evaluate things. Even being a single parent, it was hard for me with being married and already having children and making sure that these people are not bringing any harm, hurt, or danger into my children's lives. So it, it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. But I had to learn how to trust God. I had to learn mm-hmm. that, you know, just because their father wasn't around or whatever the case may be, it didn't, didn't mean that I had to go out and be promiscuous, which I wasn't. But by that same token, I knew that to parent these two children was going to take a lot more than just me. That much I knew. And one of the biggest contributions, a person that contributed to my children life was Xavier Little, Zay. I mean, it hurt me when he passed because my daughter used to say some things up even when she was to get married because he was there. He was there at the basketball games. He was there. He was all of that. Okay, now, Anisha said called in. Put on, you know what, Anisha, you can't speak. If your number isn't 5-5, five, five, you're on the switchboard. No, I'm 5-5, five five. Janelle's 5-5. Five five. Okay, Janelle's 5-5? Okay, so, okay, well, the other person must have hung up. So, okay, so she hung up. She was 4-7. Okay, so, no, she was on there, and I guess she hung up. Again, if you want to call okay. in and join in on a conversation, okay, I, I see it now. If you want to call in, Ms. Davis, and um, add to the show, you can give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I see where you was on, and then it dropped. And I see Mr. Hamilton dropped, too. I guess he hung up. So those are just some of the things. And like I said, it's not all bad. And everybody's situation is different. Everybody's experience is different. And I always say to individuals, especially young adults, if you didn't have the parents that you wanted, become the parent that you wanted to become or that you wanted. You, you have the opportunity to change it around. And when you become a mm-hmm. young adult, you have to teach your parents how to parent you as a young adult. Because I've seen yep. so many parents just live their lives through their children. They overcompensate. They have all these different things. And even getting going into, like I said, it with role models, we got to make sure. Like I said, I had a great, I had a lot of role models. I really did. I respect them and I appreciate them as they helped me to become the woman that I am today. She said, hard to hear when on hold. Okay, got you, Ms. Davis. Oh. I want to hear your thoughts. So I wanted you to speak because I clicked you on. I said you wasn't on hold. You were just on. You could have said something anytime. So when it says the males and female role models, and it says if your child or other parents isn't involved in their life, you might try to, uh, you don't want to worry about the lack of male or female parental role models in your child's life, send positive message about opposite sex. You want to look for opportunities, like I said, to be positive. Contradict negative stereotypes about the opposite sex. See, my mother had us believe that all men are bad, all men this, all men that, because that was based on her experience. Another thing is being a single parent can be a challenging but rewarding experience. When I say rewarding, I look at all of the the athletes that made it, people that made it in life, that became successful and came from a single parent. You know, I will never forget the day when I graduated with my degree and my mother called me and was playing Mariah Carey's song, You're My Hero, 
and told me how proud she was of me. That was the only time I could ever recall her telling me she was proud of me. Okay, Ms. Davis, you own that. Number ending in four seven. What do you want to say and what do you want to add to the show? Oh, we did it. Oh, don't do me. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me. Am I on? <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Being a single parent. Oh, my goodness. I just wanted to speak on my child. Baby, speak your truth. Don't worry about if I'm on here. Speak your truth. Mhm. And you know what? And I'm going to tell you, speaking her truth is very therapeutic. That helps to relieve and release a lot of things that are bottled up and you're letting it go into the atmosphere, you know. And some people say, well, Jeanette, you shouldn't talk about the dead. You shouldn't. But it's not that I say it in a negative way. I say it because it helped, that helped me to become the woman that I am today. I appreciate my mother. I love my mother. But by the same token, there were some things that I had to do differently because I didn't want to live through her pain. I didn't want to feel some of the things that she felt because she loved so deep, and I, I tried my best to do things differently. It wasn't that I did things and I was perfect, but I just did the best that I could that was for me. So, again, whether it is – I'm looking at something, and this is interesting. Help, it says, deadbeat dad stereotypes and unpaid child support. A lot of times being a single parent, a lot of people make it all about money. Money this, money that. He got money, he got this, she got that. Don't make it all about money because money is not going to find you joy, peace, or happiness. It really isn't. Now, the phrase did be dad, and now we got did be mom too, is a familiar one, and yet it's often misused. While the word did be actually appears in some states of child support guidelines, not all parents who fall behind on child support payments will willfully refuse to support their children financially. It depends on the situation. If the person don't have the money, don't take say, well, you can't see your child. Don't put your child or use your child as a pawn. Ms. Davis, what's your take on that? Because you and I, we're old enough to have seen a lot and experienced a lot. What's your take on that when people make money an issue? Well, you know what? I never had to experience that until now in my life when I have no children and I'm experiencing the loss of no money. But as growing up, my mother raised 10 kids on her own. And back then, money was an issue, but she never let that come into play or let us know that it was an issue. As far as we knew, we had the best of everything. If she had to go to the mm-hmm. goodwill, buy it, bring it home, wash it, press it, put it on us, we never knew that we didn't have what everybody else had because she made mm-hmm. sure to give us the best of what she could. We even went to private school, all-girls school, growing up until we couldn't anymore. And we mm-hmm. thought it was our decision to change schools, not hers, because that's how it mm-hmm. played out. Uh, so I can say I never experienced that. My mother never dated about money. Um uh, I think the first time experiencing it is now or watching my grandkids grow uh, godkids grow up, uh, the point of not having or seeing someone struggle to make it and trying to figure out how can I fit in, how can I help, how can I help provide or give them what they need for their kids. Correct. So, you know what? Uh, you want, you know, I, want, I want to say this because I know we only got 27 seconds left, and I know i got to get out of here because i got to go pick this young man up from school. We talking about giving a kid what they need versus what they want. That is huge. What a person versus what a person wants. Now, I want to thank you guys for joining me on the show today. I appreciate it. We did bring up some topics in regards to dating. We talked about the financial part. We talked about the emotional part. We talked about, you know, co-parenting, parallel parenting. So if you are a single parent out there, kudos to you. I appreciate you. But the thing is, when you know better, you do better. Let's not form our kids. Let's try to help our kids. Let's try to get them the help that they need as well as get the help that we need because there is resources and there are supports out there. Whether you have to do um, family counseling, whether you have to do parent-child or you have a parent-child sibling relational issues, don't let it go too far or get too deep to where they develop resentment towards the parents. Because I tell people, kids don't get mad at one parent. They be mad at both. 
And that's what happens. Girl, yeah. If I tell her this about my mommy, I'm going to be mad at both parents. So until tomorrow, I want to thank you for joining me. Tomorrow I want to talk about protecting your peace. Because with all that we have in this world, we need to protect our peace. Yes. Can you give broadcast again? Because I just happened to come on and see this, and I would love to come on again. Okay. Well, basically, I will be on tomorrow, Tuesday, at 11 a.m. I'm going to say 11.30 a.m. Pacific. Okay? So until then, remember, you've got to here at Pacific Blog Talk Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you.